podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal, I'm Boyd Hilton, uh, next to me uh, is Josh Landy. How are you Boyd, you've rushed over from Sky haven't you? Yeah I actually got here hours ago, no I, yeah, it was, it was uh, a race against time to get her from Osterley in uh, West London. What where were you the doing sky, at sky? I was doing a rehearsal for the Oscars show, which I do every year. Which is there. when? It's February 28th. Um, 1.30am Josh I'm sure you'll be watching I have already got it on yeah. uh, Sky Plus in yeah. case I fall asleep it's did you ex- stay out for Super Bowl this weekend you I did stay out for Super Bowl yeah I like staying out for big events yeah mm. three it was what three four three thirty three four I can't even remember what time it was when it finished I fell asleep that, did you yes at what point did you fall asleep this is the voice of little Will hello AFC as he's known on Twitter indeed Will Sparks as he's known in the world thank you very much uh, what, when did you fall asleep Will? I about midway about the end of the second quarter just after the bloke grabbed the other blokes face, oh, yeah, 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 face helmet yeah. and uh, Grab, chucked him yeah, it was yeah. great it was fantastic but you saw the half time show no oh no oh, you didn't even get no, that no, oh, no. God. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, okay. not, I'm not sad either what, what, hey, I'm going to no I was oh. going to say yeah Will said he fell asleep just before the end of the second quarter oh yeah he did sorry so, our American to be fair I wasn't listening uh, to the answer to the yeah good point fair enough well I thought the half time show was good by the way everyone was slagging off Coldplay but they were fine very good I thought very good yeah did you start for the whole thing I stayed up to the end of half time. Okay, got the half time show, um, and we're joined by a new guest to the show, Luke Kempner. Hello, actor. Yes, comedian. Yes, impressionist. Yes, all these things are true. Yes, all yeah, these things are true. Yeah, um, and pe- me on. a pleasure. Thanks for coming, uh, people. An Arsenal fan. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, um, people may have seen you on the excellent Murder and Successful. Yes. on TV's BBC yeah. Three with Big Tom Davis. Yeah, yeah. So that show, it's a brilliant show. And you just filmed the new series. Yes, yeah, we just uh, finished last week. Yeah, and that show. So basically, Tom plays a detective. He has a celebrity assistant. Dermot did it in the first series, yep, for yep. example. And then there's loads of all. It's like successful. It's populated by famous celebrities. Yes, of, a lot of which are impersonated by you. Yes. So who do you do in the in the series? Uh, in the new series, uh, I do Jeremy Kyle. Uh, I do Gary Neville. Uh, as a sort of selling guns down a back alley. Excellent. Newly uh, successful Gary Neville. The newly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Gary. Yeah, poor Gary. Um, and uh, who else do I do? I do uh, Daniel Radcliffe oh. uh, and Tom Daly. Tom, huh? uh, Tom Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, I think. Okay. Sort of, yeah, general camp. And you do do um, Arsene Wenger. I do. Of yes. course. It is, uh, no, thank you very much for being here on this podcast. Is, uh, no, look, I must say it is a big opportunity for me to give, uh, Top class debut if I can, you know. Thank you. That is brilliant. And I was thinking right. when, when, you, when, when you booked, Josh does all the bookings, very good at it. And when you booked, when he told me that Luke was coming, I was thinking we could do the thing where, do you remember that, where you pretended to be something for the whole thing? I thought you might. Ask yeah. To see that, yeah. But then, but then I thought, no, that'd be going too far. And what? Well, go on. But would it get more or less negative reaction? Well, than I would poet be, did be last weird. week. Yeah, poet got strong reaction. Because poet, I, poet, what? I mean, never has anyone split no, opinion like poet. We yeah. have people going. 
best guy we've ever had on the podcast every week and people going I will not listen ever again oh, if wow. he is part of the podcast oh do people say that though genuinely no. I'll, I'll get a few up if you'd like boys it's a bit much I mean yeah he was uh, he was he was entertaining I he was entertaining I mean I was exhausted at the end of it I have to say uh, uh, Luke I hope you're not going to be like argumentative like oh, that no, no you can be as argumentative <laughs> as you want but I was exhausted because I was just trying to kind of argue with the logic of his case and it was exhausting by the end of it anyway but he was no, he was very entertaining shall I read a couple of examples of the tweets that yeah. um, Fitzy and Welling which is James Fitzsimmons, presumably in Welling, who said, been listening to the pod for years, got to say Poets Con was a great guest, agree with a lot he said. And then Gunaman N5 said, disappointed with your selection of poet as a guest. He offered nothing aside from half-baked rants. Oh, there you go. Two sides of the story. But the thing I have to ask you, I have to ask everyone yes. new to this podcast, obviously, is where you stand on the, on the Arsene Wenger. And obviously, you impersonate him. Yes. Do so you obviously feel a certain kinship? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please don't go. But do you, do you, you know, at any point, did you feel, oh, he should go? Or do you feel he's doing... I've had you know, one wobble. Have you one wobble? Okay. One wobble, which yeah. was the, the Chelsea 6-0 yeah, yeah. wobble. Yeah. Uh, after that Bad day, times. I remember sitting in my car just before I was about to do a gig and just going, oh, I'm having a wobble. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time. Yeah. Um, and then I think we like win like three games one nil after that or something like that. And then I yeah, sort of, I think yeah. I got back on board. So that's my my only wobble. Other than that, I saw oh, really. Um, You're staunch. Oh, staunch, away, staunch yeah. Are you? Okay. It's my birthday. That's six nil. Right. Always oh, remember it. No. Yeah. Easy to remember. Terrible. When it was. Well, we'll talk about the um, the triumph against Bournemouth, which we had to win and we did, as I believe I predicted last week. Oh, you were there, yeah. You went to Bournemouth. Yeah, I went to Excellent. Bournemouth. Yeah. Now that what I didn't realise is until I started watching it on TV, is that stadium is really tiny, isn't it? How it many is, people does it hold? I think it holds about thirteen, uh, just over thirteen thousand. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, a, and it's for a Premier the, League. I think it's the smallest ground we've ever seen in, in the Premiership. Wow, uh, just about. But I, I absolutely loved it. Did it you? was. Um, I was in row H, and I felt like I was going to get hit by every clearance. Um, Benekafobi came over to take a throw in, yeah. and we were so near to him to give him an applause. We could see his reaction. He was quite enjoying it to oh, be honest nice. but um, probably one of my favourite away grounds I've visited in oh. the Premier League um, bit disappointed with their atmosphere I didn't think they made much of a noise I thought didn't they'd they? be in a, a, a bit of a party mood because it's mm. their first yeah. season and everything but our away fans I thought were quite good Quite good. There was only quite, what thirteen hundred away fans. Thirteen hundred. How did you get a ticket? Well, very tough to get a ticket for. Um, well, I got a ticket in adherence with the uh, club's away crediting policy um, for for a very good friend. Um, good use of adherence. Yes, thank <laughs> you very early much. in the podcast. That's very good. In adherence with. Yeah. Well, I was uh, yeah. I was I was I was just a few credits short. I was on fifty odd or so, oh, uh, and okay. then. Uh, but a friend friend helped me out, which is very nice. Of Before we get into the pod, and while we're talking about tickets, is it's the opportune moment oh, yeah, for me right. got to have a rant. Yeah, go on. Because the Arsenal box office twice they delayed the sale of the Arsenal Barcelona home tickets which is ridiculous we're only two weeks before the game yeah. and then the, the, twice people have been online I don't understand it I understand if you're Adele which I, none of us are but if you're Adele and you're doing a gig Adele? For, the, for the United Kingdom you don't know there's like unlimited <laughs> there's unlimited demand oh, okay. is what I mean right, right, right. I see what you mean when right. you're right. Arsenal football club and yeah. you have X thousand silver members and you have X thousand tickets it's the same for every game how is it they cannot cope and the box office did not work three weeks in a row Sitting there online from that half nine, hours were wasted. And the long story short of this is, hopefully someone will sort me out with a Barcelona home ticket. But right at this moment, yeah. I've given my season tickets away, a little bit hastily in advance of someone coming from abroad. So if anyone wants to help out, but we don't charge you for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, pro- we no. possibly should. So you need a ticket. As it don't have a ticket for well, Barcelona know, at all, home. So, I mean, so I'm putting any, it out there, guys. People should... Response to that, but I don't need. I, I need to check my situation because obviously I'm going. But I don't know whether Dermot's around. And Dan's probably somewhere in in Portugal or wherever it is he goes. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll be delighted to keep you company. Um, I'll, I'll find out. Yeah, okay. Um, we're all going on Sunday. Called Sunday, the Valentine's Day 
Yes. We'll talk about later. Oh. The, the big Leicester, the, the hugely exciting, most exciting game of the season. I think I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Apart from maybe Barcelona coming up. Well, well I, I got a piece of paper. Well, I was holding up the standard, oh, which yeah. um, we've actually got uh, Paddy Barkley coming on possibly next week, maybe the week oh, after. I can't remember. He is the only one of the four standard journalists who is tipping Arsenal for the title. The other three, oh, including yeah. James Olley, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, of the oh, they going Leicester all now. Gone so Leicester. suddenly, incre- this the media, is what I want to talk about. This yeah. is interesting. It's only the media's decided Leicester can and will, in fact, win the league. What? First of all. Let's go to Superman now. What's your feeling, Luke, about the current Arsenal situation? Are you, are you confident that we're going to go on and win the league? Uh, no, I'm not confident. I think, do you know what? It was sort of after that Man City game when we won, I sort of, I felt like we were all in agreement in the stadium that we'd won the league that day. Yeah. And then sort of since then, it's kind of slowly gone a bit downhill. And I feel like, you know, even the Bournemouth game was sort of, it was a win, but I still didn't feel like I did, like when we beat United this no, season. No, yeah. And I feel like there's not been enough of those performances to make me go, we'll definitely win the league. Yeah. I still think we're in it. I still think there's a big chance that Leicester could still, you know, have a blip at some point. Um, but, you know, look, Sunday's a massive game. Huge, yeah. Well, as I've said um, repeatedly, we haven't played, we've played well about a handful of times this season, Will, I believe. Really well, like against okay. United and City, funny mm, enough, yeah. well. And we certainly didn't play that well against, well, you were there. I mean, it was like, until we scored those two goals in quick succession, we, we had the same kind of lacklustre, I felt, lacklustre, very like not on it particularly before. I mean, it was fine. We were fine, but not amazing against uh, you know a, a decent but not amazing Bournemouth team. What, did you, what was your feeling? I guess um, I think I thought the two goals in quick succession helped because I think Bournemouth were incredibly disheartened yeah. by the way the two goals went in in a few minutes. And Bournemouth are a team that try really hard. I thought they tried really hard uh, to press our whole team mm. up until we scored the goals and after I noticed they dropped off our two midfielders a bit um, and Alexis looked to go out and find it a bit more space and we certainly pushed our fullbacks up a bit more so I think I think it was uh, it was definitely a game of two halves the first half we wrapped up and in the second half Bournemouth just looked a bit toothless mm. a couple of good chances at the end where Czech made some fantastic mm. um, yeah. saves you know people you know, the old cliches out the lexicon like earning their corn and you know Point, you know, point saving matches and stuff like mm. that. Um, what did you think of Wenger persisting with the Flamini Ramsey midfield axis? Um, I don't think it's a partnership that works as well as our other partnerships mm. uh, because you know because of Flamini's understanding of the game and Ramsey's, they're completely different. Um, Coquelin, when he comes on, I think is a lot more um, a lot more suited to playing with Ramsey. But I think actually. Um, what Arsenal can lack sometimes is just uh, someone it doesn't have to be Flamini or Coquelin um, one thing that a lot of top teams do well is have someone that can collect the ball off the back four and when someone collects the ball off the back four you circulate possession quicker and you can get it to your forward men quicker because the opposition haven't had time to organise themselves I think that's probably the only thing we've been lacking in as you would call it a lacklustre win but I, I thought we we did what what we did on Sunday was what we did a couple of seasons ago, three seasons ago, which was um, see games out with good organised defending. Because I think we've been actually defensively quite well organised. Mm. I mean, the Chelsea game, mm. Murta Saka got sent off, unfortunately. Um, but I thought against Stoke, against Southampton, and against Bournemouth, we don't we haven't given the opportunities many. Um, we haven't given the opposition that many opportunities, which is a positive mm, to take. True. But um, yeah, what about I, the Flamini? I it was an okay what about the Flamini um, foul? The um, the two footed <laughs> lunge. It was a red Luke. card. It was a red card, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's. I tried to sort of deny it in my head every time I look at it, but I'm like, 
it's yeah. a red card they're given all the time yeah. like that and uh, we I, were lucky weren't we? we were really lucky. and Wenger you know he defended it and sort of defended it and said um, it was a foul on Flamsey yes yes that <laughs> so, was that was incredible that was audacious you could hear the journalists really trying to get him yeah. to say it after he'd said it they were like what it was a foul on Flamini and he's like yeah. <laughs> well, he said, I'm not going to do the impression, but he said, on Sky anyway, he said, um, at first I thought it was a foul, didn't right, he? Okay. And then he went, and he kind of smiled, that smile of, I'm talking yes, bullshit. Yeah. But it was, that was a ridiculous thing to say, wasn't it? I mean, that was... He the, said, I didn't see it, and I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, he did stop. When I get on Sky, he started <laughs> yeah. to say he didn't see it, and yeah, I think yeah. even he himself realised he couldn't say that, because that's yes, become exactly. such a joke. But yeah, nothing's yeah. been done, there's no retrospective punishment, because no. you've got the booking, so you can't go back, can you? If he gets nothing, then they can give you the three-game back. Yes. Oh, yeah, but that's not my, my issue. My issue is... Oh, people were, let's just rejoice that we've had a bit of good luck. I'm rejoicing, but my issue Although is, it's Flamini, so... Yeah, some people were saying, oh, some people, I think um, Jeff Arsenal, a staunch one of the staunchest mm. pro-Vangerites in the history of the universe ever, and I love him, he's great. But he said to me on Twitter, oh, I thought he was one of Flamini's better games. <laughs> and I thought he played really well. And I thought, hold on a minute, he, that, he, he should have been sent off after yeah. however long it was. Was it 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. Imagine the game would have been Completely like... Completely different. I mean, did, it would he did have the Flamini nod, though. The Flamini's got this nod when he knows yeah, he's done wrong. Exactly. And they, he got the book and he did just sort of, I mean, it's useless <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah. But he did that nod that we all know. We just yeah. Like, Luke yeah, is nodding. Yeah, I've definitely got away with that. Yeah. And on the, I, I, and I have to say two things I want to say about Flamini. One way he should definitely have been sent off, that was a fucking ridiculous challenge and he could have ruined their entire mm. season. Not just that match. Season because I'm sorry, even against Bournemouth, if you're down to ten men, and we proved in previous times we're down to ten men, we're well, pretty shit against Chelsea. Against Chelsea, mm. so that would have been an absolute disaster. He made that unbelievably stupid challenge; should have been sent off. So I, I'm furious with him. But then he almost rode it back because afterwards he was interviewed on Sky about it, and, and well, he didn't I mean, he didn't admit it was a red card. He kind of, but I, I was impressed with him fronting up at least and being asked the questions that you basically could have ruined that season. Josh, what's your thoughts on Flamley? No, he should have been sent off. I mean, you can't argue against it. The, the thing is, once you leave the floor, they say, don't they? They, yeah. they talk about the yeah. pitch being a floor, which I guess makes sort of sense. Um, you're not in control of your body. When you're not in control of it, that's when you can cause damage. And when you think about how much Arsenal have suffered from injuries oh, in recent exactly. years, and when you think about what you could do when you're not in control of your body and you're flying around for a challenge, then that is yeah. when you should just be sent players off. But Coquelin is our player. They would have been absolutely yeah. furious. But Coquelin will surely be sort of slotting back into that so, team. Well, for this is my question. The Why wasn't he? You know, it's well, not, I know it's a gently being yeah, pushed back in, isn't he? When you're playing, you know, when you're this close to the end of the season, well, there's only like a dozen games left, and you're playing a. Well, shitty there aren't a dozen games left. Less than a dozen games. No, we've got the Champions League. We've got the. Oh, no, I mean, there's still a lot of games to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. thought he could get away with it, didn't he? I think he thought. Yeah, uh, but it's the attitude. That's not right, is it? I mean. Cockland will definitely be playing on Sunday. I he's, would got, say. Got, he's got to yeah. But the question will be actually, well, maybe we'll talk about later what he does in defence. I don't know if Pear possibly comes back into the team. Well, I, sure. I, I was impressed by Gabriel. I thought he was yeah. good, wasn't mm. he? Yeah, uh, he's quicker, isn't he? That's, yeah. that, I think that's why he'll, de- he'll play on well, Sunday. Against Vardy, who might just yeah. go with the oh, yeah, yeah, Somebody yeah. could actually destroy us. Oh, gotcha. You know, and I'm, and I'm, a conf- I'm, you know, I'm usually a really positive Arsenal fan, but mm. you know, I worry about us on Sunday because if... You know, if we are pushing Bellerin and Monreal forward, mm. I feel like that is where they can really undo us. Oh, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. And as, especially if we've got Murtasaka there as well. But there is that stat, isn't there, about um, Gabriel, that in, in we haven't, there's some stat about him that in any game he's played, we haven't lost or we haven't let in more than one goal. Some stat about him, which seems to suggest that he does really well mm. when he plays. But what would you do, Will? Would you, would you rather see him and Koscielny? Would you rather see Per back? What's your feeling? Uh, I think. Uh, Arsenal has possibly been playing Gabriel and Koscielny together to build a partnership yeah. uh, because obviously a slightly ironic opportunity 
when Mertesacker got sent off, obviously he was suspended for a game and Gabriel had to be brought in to the fray. I think he's probably building a partnership there. And obviously if you factor in Mertesacker's age, um, you know, not to say he'll be shipped out next season, I don't think he will. I still think he's an okay defender, but he'll he's obviously trying to bed Gabriel in early and he might be thinking about pace. Personally, I don't think Mertesacker's that bad against pace. Uh, I think his movement and positioning are good. Uh, the Costa thing was a thing to do with a, an offside line, not his pace per se, I don't think. Um, and I, don't, I can only recall about three or four instances where Mertesacker's pace has let him down. Um, but, you can recall three or four. Yeah, I can recall three or four, mm. but three or four over a, over a five, six-year defensive oh, okay. span oh, okay. and ratio to yellow and red cards isn't, yeah. isn't that much. Mm. So, you know, I th- okay. you know, I've always come on this podcast and stuck up for Purr. And, you you know, yeah. I'm not taking this as an opportunity just to do that, but I, th- mm. I, think he's trying to, I think he's trying to build an understanding. I think it'll be a good understanding, but in time. But do you think he'll play Purr on Saturday? Uh, I don't think he'll play mm. I think and, I think he'll probably play Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. What, go on, what are you going to say? No, I mean, I agree. I think the, the understanding the two of them have got together now, because Sean and Gabriel mm. and Vardy's pace makes it, you know, you hope he goes with Gabriel. But I think Ockland comes back into that team. Yeah. But Oxley chamberlain starting with yes. a bit oh, of a surprise. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, that was another. And it was his first, you said, that first Premier League yeah. away goal. Yeah. That is an extraordinary um, length goal, of time to and wait. His first goal for a year or 18 months or something, wasn't it? For, for someone that, you know, attacking so midfielder. I'm pretty for him. I mean, I'm, I'm wavering about him mm. as I am about lots of things. I think it's just lack of confidence yeah. again. And I think it's a ha- the same's happened a bit with Theo. Mm. And I feel like I was so pleased to see the Ox score. Because I think the, the thing say, I think a same, similar thing happened with Frimpong. Is he sort <laughs> yeah. of like, when he started off really well, and then suddenly <laughs> social media explodes for him. And yeah. then suddenly the kind of the football <laughs> goes yeah. down and the social media keeps going up. And the same happened well, it with start, It started okay for Frimpong. I mean, in his third league game, he did get sent off. And then sent on loan to Wolves. Um, <laughs> Um, that was against Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Uh, we lost, but the Ox does love Instagram, doesn't he? Yes. I mean, yeah. with, with Chamberlain, uh, I find, you know, being quite observant of games and stuff like that, that Chamberlain is distraught when we lose. And mm. he's distraught when he's put a bad performance in. And I think one thing Chamberlain's really got on his side is attitude and his work rate as well. And after the game, when mm. Arsene was interviewed, he said how pleased he was because he's focused on one goal and he works hard for the team and stuff like that. And I think when... Other players we've had in the past, I'm thinking maybe Danielson, Bentner and Song, who have had a lot of talent, probably the same talent levels as Chamberlain, but not the application. I think Chamberlain's definitely Bentner, got the application. Really? I'm not sure Bentner has yeah, the same sure. talent as well. Well, no, no. Nicholas Bentner scored 47 goals for us. And he scored about, he's got about 50-odd international goals to his name. And how many and that, games? I would have. Stats, I would have. You memorise the stats. No, my memory the is, is a bit sad. But I, I think I think Bentner was honestly a talented player, and Denilson and Song obviously were because they they were in our team for a while. Chamberlain's an incredibly Song, uh, talented player. Denilson was like, you know, he's kind of just like yeah, yeah, of never going to win you a game. No, and I think no. well, this is what we're going to say about the Ox is you know I'm really pleased for him as well because I like him as a person, yeah. and I like his Instagram pictures, and I like his enthusiasm. Didn't he snub you for a selfie? He snubbed me for. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not holding against him. Well. He just no. He just. I met him. I saw him at the premiere of oh, okay. the Inbetweeners two. I think it was. Uh, yeah, pretty sure it was. And he was there with a mate. Was it Jack Whitehall's film? Jack Whitehall's film. Yeah, the Inbetweeners. Yeah, I'm no, not the. Bad education. Yeah, you're right. Bad education. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, what an idiot. I remember more about your social life than you. You do. Bad education. <laughs> the mo- bad education movie. And yeah, and he was there with his mate. And I said hello. Took a picture. And he went. Yeah, I'm just going to go see my friend. And just didn't come back. I wouldn't call that an out an out and out snub. But so I. I still like him as okay. one of the, holding it gone. One of the stats I did see about the Ox was yeah. about how few games he finishes. He plays 90 minutes. It was oh, something yeah. like 10% or not even. 
That's a sign. But I that that's his fault or Wenger's fault mm. for being well, it's just a man who has a ludicrous habit. Ezra used to be like that, didn't he? In his first yeah. season, he'd only play. Yeah. He just never finished. There's games. some players he always takes off, aren't yeah, they? I mean, yeah. Theo, he always takes Theo off. Yeah, Arshavin used off. to get it quite a bit. Yeah. Arshavin, there's yeah. been a few players. Do you think he'll play, uh, he'll ever play Theo Walker up front when Giroud's Oh, fit? I fucking hope so. I, because I think Honestly. that is actually. I mean, I love Giroud. But I actually think there is an argument that Giroud from the bench is actually a really great option. Oh, Luke, you're, I, 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 you're a man after my own heart. <laughs> I've been banging on about this for weeks, months. People keep... keep all right. <laughs> Will is I'm shaking wait, his I'm head. Waiting for Will it. is shaking his head like I'm insane. <laughs> but as I made the point, I'm going to make it again. I made it on Twitter. Okay. The best performances we've played this season have been when Theo was up front. I'm sorry, our best performances. And it's like we've forgotten, and I know he hasn't scored many goals this season, out, for, out of position, not only out wide, but in the wrong side mm, out wide. Yeah. So when he was up front, if the whole team looked more intense. Who's still laughing? Playing much faster. For me, when Giroud, I know Giroud's done well this season, but actually I think the last month he's been off again. I think the last, I mean, he was better. He, made, he did insist, didn't he, for the Ozil mm, goal. Also, but really, he's not, he's not contributing enough, I don't think, at all. Whereas, Honestly, Theo up front contributes much more. I agree with I still, I still love Giroud. I just think that I, I think it's always seen that Walcott is great from the bench because of his pace. Yeah. He can change a game. Yeah. But I think actually when you've seen Giroud come on yeah. a few times when he's lost his place, he really does go and yeah. fight to get his place Absolutely. Back. And in fact, if you look again, those really good games where Theo was playing up front, often he did come on. Mm. If we, sometimes we were winning, sometimes we were drawing and he would often score. But Theo would score. Like, the, both of them can score but he's when Theo's playing up front. As well. like, you yeah. know, when, if we're, if we're you know, winning a game 2-0 and Giroud can come on and be good, you know, in defending corners, like, yeah. you know, like that game, um, Liverpool, you know, yeah. we really should have won that game. And, you know, it's, it's having those kind of players that are yeah. fresh to come in and, yeah. and, and big players. Totally. If I was thinking, I'd be so tempted to play um, Theo up front on Sunday against Leicester. I, really against I, know, two... I mean, it's not going to happen in a gazillion years, but I just think that would be the perfect game. Because mm. they've got Vardy doing that stuff. Mm. He played in the game at, at Leicester, didn't he? Yeah. He played we've been 5-2. Yeah. You know, but, and then the one best, of best result of the season, really. Best result of the season. Mm. People to... forget, people's football <coughs> memories are about like two weeks old. Everyone's slacking off Theo. Like, it's the work, he can't score, boys play, but that period was brilliant when he was up front yeah. So maybe I'll, go, San- I'll stop well, going about it now. Kazola maybe was starting to Kazola was such a key part of that. Yeah, but Urzil, the there's an Urzil. Kazola well. was a key element. You're right, but there's definitely an Urzil Theo understanding that I don't. That there is sometimes with Giroud, but I don't think Giroud makes those kind of runs. I mean, he can't. He's not fast enough to make those kind of runs. To take the run of it. 18 goals this season. Who Giroud? Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, he's done it's well. It's a decent but return. You know what? It's a decent but return. But did you see? He's no Nicholas Bender, though. He's no Nicholas Bender. <laughs> he's gone past 47. The magic 47 has been surpassed. Will, let me say this. He's done very well, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's not quite good enough for a team that should be winning the league. And do you see, there was one of the televised games. I think it might have been. It wasn't Bournemouth. It was another one. And um, someone sat there. One of the pundits sat there. And they showed a moment where he just did not bother making an obvious run. For a, for a chance that we had, and they were like, and they sat there going, "He's not good." In, in the end, I'm sorry, he's not good enough for a team that's going to win the league, wants to win the league. But if we win on Sunday, yeah. and we're within two points of the league yeah. with about we'll be with, with about we'll eleven with about eleven twelve games to go, yeah. Then Olivier Giroud is on, helps you on your way to possibly winning a league title. Um, Would you not say? No, and and I by think... the way, on Theo, I, I agree that <laughs> yeah. oh. the stick Walcott has been getting. Yeah, recently has been really really odd I mean yeah. when people I know this, is, this will sound like a bit like um, a, what you call a your dad mo- an opinion where it should come from your dad and it's really old fashioned but when it comes to conducting yourself 
uh, as an Arsenal mm. player. Theo Walcott has been exemplary. Uh, I, sure, I, sure. I, I feel um, people use that as a stick to beat him with though yeah. they say the reason he's been there for 10 years as he has is because he's such a nice guy and he's an exemplary Arsenal awesome player but that he's not some people say he's not good enough but Alan Alger would be if he was here well, there was that moment when he wouldn't uh, when he was going to walk away unless he got 100 grand a week yeah, but we don't. We, know we don't know. We don't know what's going that, on. That period was also when Wenger wasn't playing him, and, at and, all. and, 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 and Walcott really is not exclusive to the situation of negotiating a contract. No. That happens with every player. You know, it happens yeah. with Stephen Gerrard at Liverpool, and it happens even with the most loyal players. But I, I like Walcott. When people say he hasn't contributed anything to Arsenal, I, I think that's absolute rubbish. He's scored in so many big games and at a young age as well. And I think the point now has come where he's probably at the supposed to be at the peak of his career and he wants to play in a certain position a lot, like, a lot, of, like yeah. a lot of other players do and there's only one position and I think Olivier Giroud has taken his opportunity incredibly well this season mm. 18 goals apart from Vardy, Kane and Aguero I think that's the highest after that in terms of competitions is, is and I, I, I don't see how you can displace someone like that I mean the assist for Ozil we haven't scored, on, he hasn't scored for like four games Four right. games, though. You, I'm sorry. Four, four games is... With our, with our team, make the chances they Va- make, you should Va- be scoring. Vardy, Vardy had a four or five game dip in the middle of the season. Sanchez had one last season. It, you, four, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put four games down on anyone. My Seriously. argument, though, is, I, isn't that Giroud um, isn't good enough to win us the league. My, my argument is just that I think he... It, there has there should be an opportunity for for to play Walker up front again. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's almost sometimes with Wenger, like it really takes someone to like I don't know, like something to happen, like Giroud to be injured and he'd have to play Walker yeah, up front yeah. to be reminded almost yeah, yeah. of the option is well, there. Like Mertesacker getting sent off. That's, yeah. that's why that opportunity for Gabriel's coming. But what are you going to say, Josh? You've got news? News? Well, I was just showing you the, the, the story. You were talking about taking Breaking opportunities. News. Breaking news on the podcast. About one of our favourite former players yeah. um, training with Sunderland this week, Emmanuel Abue, with a view to returning oh, to Premier League. So imagine that. Have we, have, we, have we played Sunderland home and away this year? No. To think. We played them away. There, right? played them away on Can you imagine? The so they came in the cup. They came in the cup. 26th, oh, yeah. 26th of April so could, yeah, could be moved a, to a, a big way back Abue's glorious come. return Will he get cheered or booed? What I think he'd be cheered He's a cold figure Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. the booing would remind him of what it was like when he was at Arsenal Now he's not part of the club anymore yeah, Can I just say I had I'd no, no I sympathy him. or goodwill any, whatsoever Ooh. to Emmanuel Abue Ooh, harsh I've never seen you so angry it's not harsh one of my worst moments it's was not that harsh. penalty he gave exactly. away was exactly my point it was, it was, was sh- the 102nd minute oh of the game <laughs> it was Van Persie almost ripped his head off yeah he was a shambles to be fair there was another game wasn't there where he, he got, did something terrible then did another terrible thing and it was like a, a series of idiotic so he, w- Wigan at home well Finger killed him oh, Finger killed him because he came on as a sub Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure he then subbed him off because Wigan out I mean once you do that to a player I mean I think just stick the guy out like like on left, where it just put you can't take him off. That I think just he kills you. Confidence. Cult, cult figures at professional football clubs who are gunning for league titles and European cups. Are the, should they be allowed? I mean, should they, they be allowed? Should they be even celebrated? Oh, Buey's yeah. really no, fun. He's, well, he's well, indica- great. Can he yeah. play right back? He's not he, really. No, so, he's a symbol know. of the dark days. <laughs> another, bit, another little snippet. Oh yeah, here we go. Newshound, former Newshound Arsenal player. Yeah, it concerns Abu Diaby. Oh yeah, mm. and he's the due, due to have his first game in 506 days Christ. tomorrow night wow. in a Bloody cup game hell. for Marseille. He's due back, so wow. finally well, 506 days later, first, first team game. 
does it say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw him play for the reserves. Do you think there's a? Do you think there's a thing with uh, you know certain players? There seems to be a lot of players at at Arsenal that get these really long injuries. Yeah, people like Diaby, then and then now Rosicky again. You know, like um, Wilshere. And do you think there's there's something that is indicative of Arsenal? That means these players get these long injuries. Well, really it's a big question, isn't it? It's a I, huge question. I, I don't think there is at all. Well, uh, really? I, I, no, no. I think if, I think if you look at any other club, they have some of these injuries that are not as many as us, you, though. Well, you say not as many as us. I mean, I think we're officially at the top of the injury table, aren't we? I think uh, maybe Liverpool might have overtaken uh, us, exactly. but we're there or thereabouts. Martin Keown, do you, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the yeah. podcast. Martin Keown does say that our training pitch is too hard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I mean, and he does say he, had the, he said that he said another thing about Wenger's training methods that were very like repetitive or something. I mean, he did imply that there were things that contributed to mm. those injuries. I mean, who knows? But it is ridiculous, isn't it? It just feels sad, you know. There's, I mean, look, I know the. The Wilshire injury was a, you know, was an impact one. So yeah. you can't, there's nothing you can say about that. But you know, it's just same like players like Rosicky who just seem to never, you know, and it looks yeah. like he's probably played his last. Yeah, game yeah, last totally. Yeah. It's a real shame. That was sad. Yeah. It's an emotional interview he gave. Actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You can't blame him. Yeah, um, Dermot loves Rosicky. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so do I, yeah. yeah great hair. Before we um, get on to the Leicester situation, I want to mention one thing um, about two things actually. One is about the atmosphere at the ground. There's been a lot of talk this week about the atmosphere being shit and not good enough. What to do about it? And the prices. And you know the Liverpool, the Liverpool um, demonstration where they walked out. Would we, you know, how far would it go before? Because obviously we paid the highest prices in world football, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And you know, con- I'm being milked and constantly. And, and Stan Kroenke, the only would stupid nothing to make money out of us, and Arsenal still make more money than any other team in the world. And that situation is pretty ridiculous, isn't it, Josh? You look like you don't care. I really do care. So it's a difficult issue in me, especially as I you know, do more work-wise on the commercial side of football and you learn more about it. And the reality be that, you look at me, been going since I was like, couldn't get to give a Barcelona on my well, silver yeah. memberships yeah. that I've had for 20 years. Outrageous. And that tells you that the demand for people that are willing to pay between a face value of 64 and 125 quid is more or less insatiable. Every game still sells out. Not only do we sell out, you walk from Arsenal Tube or Hybridism to Nahoy Road and what do you have? A lot of touts. Like, we have loads. Only Chelsea, I think, have more from my experience of going to football. Which shows you there is this almost, you know, unlimited demand for, not unlimited, but certainly more than 60,000. So what are they going to do? The problem is when you realise how much money is going to football clubs. Actually, for work, I was looking not at Arsenal's accounts in serious detail today, but a a mid-level Premier League account. And you see the amount of money coming to a club and how insignificant the ticket money is. In reflection, it doesn't make sense to just ignore, like to upset your customers, which no. is what we are, yeah. as much as we're fans, we're customers. I don't get it. I, I like to think if I was in charge of a football club, I would do it differently. But then it's very difficult to turn down money that you know is guaranteed is going to come into the club. Like if, they, if you don't go, someone else will in your place. Yeah, and, that's the, and that's the attitude, yeah. unfortunately, they're having to but have. But shouldn't they be clever enough, the people who run Arsenal, to know that, hey, they, if they don't need, they're making more than enough money. If they're not going to obviously invest it in the team, this is the key thing for me, and I've been accused of being obsessed with money, but for me, it's like, I'm only obsessed with it, but because it's so weird that we make more money on a match, we make all this money, and we're not investing it anywhere near as much as you thought we, we might do mm. if we're made, mm. paying... It's just like they want it both ways. We're just building up reserves of cash, it seems to me. And not, there's a brilliant journalist called Matt, Smart, Matt Scott, who I looked at at Twitter today, financial columnist for Inside World Football, and he's an Arsenal fan, which you get him on, who coined the brilliant phrase, reckless prudence about Arsenal, that they have this this obsession with being prudent with the money and Wenger toes this line and it's, it comes from Kroenke as well but it's reckless in the end because it's going to stop you from winning the league 
because you're not investing in the thing. What do you think, Luke? I think I, I think part of uh, me. I don't realise why they don't sort of the the image of the club would be amazing if yes. they did sort of suddenly you know sell cheaper tickets to teenagers. You know, I mean, I remember when I first started going to Arsenal, you could get tickets for like fifteen quid, and it was me and all my mates went. Yeah. And it's like if they did that, the atmosphere would improve. Look at what Leicester have done to their atmosphere because they made a real key decisions about it. And I, yeah. and I think that. You know, if they could do that, they could improve the atmosphere and improve the image of the club. Totally. I mean, difficult. On the on the flip side, also go. We're in London, therefore we are always going to be part of the most expensive club. And they will point to the Category C games like a ticket for Sunday. The equivalent of my season ticket is twenty six quid, which is cheap. And there'll be junior gunners that can go for ten quid. So actually, yep. an adult could take his two kids to an Arsenal game for forty six pounds, and that is a legitimate argument they can put. The flip side is you've got fans who go, well, I would go if it's Leicester as much as I would go if it's Man United or Chelsea. Why should I have to pay yeah, totally. more than double the price just for a different game? Are you a, are you a season ticket holder? No. So what, are you, are you a member? Or you're just- yeah, the silver member. Yeah. There so I mean, I, but like I, I can't always afford to go, you know, and even just as a jobbing actor, you know, and as gigging and stuff, I, I sometimes go, even like that Barcelona game, and I, you look at it and I go, do I want to spend 64 quid or... or if you're lucky, if you don't have to get exactly, an upper tier 90 lucky. quid, I mean... It's, or, and and I, meanwhile, all the ultra-wealthy people who are in bits like I am, to be mm-hmm. honest, that I'm lucky to have, often don't go. So you see empty seats, because yeah. those Richwood won't well, go to Barcelona, the, they'll turn up. I think they should have a flat rate. I, yeah. I think the whole thing about category ABC, I think, you should for, I don't mm. care who we're playing, just have a flat rate. Do do as you, you're absolutely right. Do a big big publicity drive with either keep the prices as they are, or even lower them with a the new Premier League. It would be an amazing but thing. We, and I think the atmosphere would be the improved. first club to do it. Yeah. We, but we often have a go at our ticketing. Uh, structure, which which is, is fair in some points, but it's not an Arsenal problem now. It's a football problem. Yeah. Every football club is doing. As a, as a travelling away supporter, you're right. The prices I have to pay, actually, in in fairness, that some sometimes they're not that much because sometimes the club offer a, an 18 to 21 year old ticket or a student ticket, and it's around 21 to 36 quid a game, which for me is reasonable. And the clubs that do offer it, fair play. But Tottenham don't offer that for me. I have to go and pay £54, which is about four po- £4 more than I was paying last year and the year before that, to go and sit at White Hart Lane, um, you know, and go in a police escort and not make the game on time. And it, and it is a footballing problem now. Swansea are doing it. You have a police escort because you're dangerous then. Uh, no, you, I, should I, stop, I, 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 I would, you should stop ripping up their stadium. I, 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 would, I will avoid yeah. the police escort and make the game yeah, on, on time. But time. You're, I, Sorry, go on. No, I was only I was only going to make the point that we're double victimised, and this is Arsenal fans, because yes, not only yes. do we obviously have to pay category price if we want to see us, yeah. when we go, we oh, are yeah, always sure. the category team as well, yeah. so we're always yeah. paying. So if you actually work out what like an Arsenal fan pays with theirs across the season, as an away fan as opposed to a, yeah. a Leicester fan, it's really a vast difference. So sure. There should I, be a flat rate, at least away, I would argue. I tell you, you're all right, there's a problem in football, but we are charging more for teams than anyone else and we're not investing it anywhere near as much as our rivals so for me it's a double it's a, it's a double whammy uh, I wouldn't agree weirdness. I wouldn't agree on the second point we've had we've seen significant investment in the team in the past two we didn't years. buy one outfield in, player in, in the in, well, this is the thing the, the outfield player is such a no it's not it, no it is because the player we did bought wasn't an outfield player and he saved us a lot of points <laughs> I know, this I know. season but we need some outfield players anyway do you know what I'd you love know, to do because Will is already an employee of Arsenal Football Club and you do terrific work on the stadium tour 
Shaw side of things. I can't wait to see what job he's got at Arsenal Football Club in five, ten years. Well, you've got to have the Arsenal blazer. Running that, you'll be a spokesman. (laughs) We are investing in the club. By the way, we we love the community as well. I, I work on behalf of Arsenal. No, interesting distinction. I know it is a footballing problem like, across the league, but then why not be the one team? Totally. Go, Do you know what we're going to look yeah. after our fans? I mean, I yeah. just think the publicity exactly. would be amazing, and yeah. I think the atmosphere would improve yeah. immensely. Totally. Like, I think it would be incredible. It would be a coup. Of, yeah. yeah. And apparently, there's these brilliant people who run Arsenal, you know, and they should be aware of that. They're no, you know, it'd yeah. be an incredible thing to do. It would never happen. Anyway, <laughs> crucially, we're running out of time. We've got to, we've got to um, predict what's going to happen on the most exciting. Ex- amazing one of the most exciting the predictions ever yeah for set of predictions ever Just, so we're playing at 12 noon on Sunday aren't we well, oh, this, yeah. so I Early had it explained why, why this was well because it was a surprise no one because everyone all the fucking BT and Sky didn't realise this think it was, was a key game of the season so at the last minute and it's against the rules they're supposed to give a month have much notice it was not in the time where they're supposed to give the right notice to the clubs to make it a TV game yeah, can, but they're can, allowed one or two outside can, can I just quickly say before we go on to predictions thanks <laughs> yes. a lot Sky Sports because Leicester City fans will have booked travel yeah. and their tickets yeah. and stuff like that and they've yeah. moved the game and Arsenal fans yeah. Arsenal fans could be coming from abroad yeah. or other part of the country so thanks for ruining up. football once again yeah, they Sky with your massive they amounts of money and no but on the other uh, hand consideration it's going to be a brilliant, brilliant start to Valentine's Day yes does that mean there'll be a lot more women <laughs> at the game do you think because um, like, they're like oh okay no I think it come. means well I don't know I don't want to be sexist I think it means a lot of boyfriends saying to their girlfriends husbands and wives saying to their wives oh but it starts at noon it's fine so we can do the Valentine's <laughs> Day start, Valentine's Day yeah. start. Well, a lot exactly. of people could have booked it in advance saying it's only Leicester and, yeah. and, and you've got the whole day go. to woo your partner also, of any gender I should and re- have as much sex as you want after two o'clock the rest of the day <laughs> I should also reference on this game changing from Saturday to some of my more orthodox Jewish friends who wouldn't go to a oh. game on Saturday yeah. so got rid of their season oh. tickets oh. and sold tickets and then of course the game's changed and they're now all trying to get them back oh that's couldn't. painful so that is also that's a nightmare anyway um, what's going to happen Luke on Sunday at the 12 noon Valentine's Day kickoff against Leicester City I think it will be 3-1 to Arsenal. <gasps> I think Sanchez loves playing against Leicester. Maverick. Like it. Do Josh first. Do Josh. Josh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I will go with a um, a 2-1 Arsenal victory. But a big a big roar at the end as Arsenal go back as being favourites for the title. Okay. Will? Um well, one of my favourite songs is Time for Heroes, and that's exactly what Sunday is. So <laughs> Arsenal are going to win 2-0. Well, everyone's been very optimistic, so I've got to put Come a little boys, bit of real in, in, in the situation. Um, I think it'll be a draw. I think it's going to be a. Um, I think it's going to be a three-all draw. How about that? A classic. Wow. There we go. I'm trying to remember the last three-all three draw at Arsenal. Well, at we did home we, at the Emirates. Oh yeah, it's good. Last three-all three draw away was uh, three-all draw at home was oh, and, Anderlecht when we were three. Yeah. And three uh, away was Tottenham Hotspur. Imagine if I get that right, that'll be the greatest prediction. I think. Prediction. Well, you have to put a few. Actually, I put a few pounds on it. Um, that's, we've run yes. out of time. Are you, you're going somewhere. I'm going, you okay. go. I'm going, Luke. You've got to be there. No, not no. got to be there. Have you got to watch it on TV? I can watch it, yes. You'll be there, obviously. Yes. It's quite tense, isn't it? I'm quite tense about it already. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like five days oh, it, Well, we've got everything to lose. It feels like a bit of a free mm. hit almost for Leicester. Yeah, yeah. That, no but that should mean we need no to win more. We should, be, we should win it, that, shouldn't it? Because we need it more, much more than they do. Well, I mean, if, if we lose, what would we be behind them? Eight, eight, eight points. points. Which is a and lot. Spurs are probably going to beat Spurs. Oh, I'm really worried about Spurs yeah. now, officially. For the first time in my adult it's life. It's huge. It's a great day for telly. Really good day. If you're just a yeah. neutral fan, oh, it's, amazing, it's not yeah. about neutral fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I hate that phrase so much. It's great for the neutral and it's a great yeah, advert. Right. Sold the neutral. Yeah, but there are people I care who about. Support- 
teams that aren't involved and therefore they are kind of the neutral. My mate they're not really, new- they're not really neutral team. though. Who doesn't? My, my, one of my best mates, he's really? a massive football fan and oh, just has never got into that's a... Really tell, him, tell him to get a life. I know, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to get him to Arsenal and he's like, he's like, no, I mean, I'd like to see Arsenal win the league for you. I'm like, <laughs> that's terrible. You're mental, mate. Um, we've run out of time. We're three minutes over. Lou, have you got anything coming out we should know about? Uh, just Murder and Successful okay. coming out, uh, which is in April time. Excellent. Yes, and just general gigs around London. You can follow me at Luke Kemner on Twitter. Uh, thanks very much for you and your awesome Vegan impression. Thanks to Will. <laughs> thanks for okay. the We'll be back Are we Wednesday, Thursday next week. I don't know. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, we're we losing track. We'll I be back think next week. The day after Barcelona. It's I hope it's Thursday because I'm Wednesday and a BAFTA thing. Anyway, yeah. see you next week. See you bye. Bye bye. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.